When you're launching a new product or service, or maybe even relaunching a new offer for your business, you got to start writing persuasively. You have to think about every single sentence, every single paragraph. Is it actually needed? Is it clear? Are you coming across relatable? There are so many questions when it comes into the communication style that you're using and just your writing in general, because your words say a lot. And when you get that copy, be done, you got to really make sure that it's driving the point home and that you are actually getting people to buy your product or service. So today I thought it was so appropriate to talk about launch copy and the best ways to get the best launch copy out of your writing. So I've asked my friend Kristen Lattice, who is a launch copy expert. Her company is called Copy by Kristen. And today we're going to talk about the biggest misconceptions around writing launch copy and, of course, storytelling, how that all plays into effective copywriting. So if you are needing some tips or you're refreshing on how to get the most out of your launch copy, then don't look for any like Tesla spaceships. We're we're actually talking about your writing to actually sell some stuff. You're listening to the Side Gig Central podcast, where we truly believe that your side gig has the power to change your life. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, and I'm a small business owner and side gig hustler just like you. I'm so excited to help you redefine what success looks like in today's gig economy. Listen in on honest conversations that I have with the experts and from hardworking side gig entrepreneurs just like you who are killing it with their side hustle. Learn the best strategies, tips, and tricks that have helped others pave their own way and craft their dream side gig. So if you're ready to get started, up your game and do the work, you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Kristen, welcome to the show. I'm excited to talk to you about writing some launch copy. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much, Elena, for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. Well, I know you have all the the tricks and magical tips that we need about writing a persuasive, effective launch copy that I'm sure everyone is is have on their brains if they're thinking about launching a new offer, a new service, new product. So walk us through. I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about your journey. Walk us through what your entrepreneurial journey has been like and how you've gotten to where you are today. Yeah, cool. Um, So this is perfect because Copy by Kristen did start as a side gig, but like way before that, I studied professional writing and communications at the University of Toronto here in Mississauga. And I, while I was there, I wrote a book and I wanted to actually get into journalism first. I didn't want to do copywriting because I didn't even know what copywriting is until my fourth year of university. Um, after that, I got a job at a bank. So it's like, why would I be working at a bank? It's kind of weird (laughs) doing something completely with numbers when I'm a creative person, but anyway, it it paid the bills and everything and my tuition. So while I was there, I was kind of lacking my creative bug. So I'm like, how can I get back into writing? So I started doing writing gigs on the side while I was at my nine to five. And I started on Fiverr. Actually, that was my first platform where a lot of people start, right? To find quick gigs here and there. I ended up landing like a big job, like the first gig that I landed. It was like a thousand dollar gig on writing about bed bugs. It was like the worst thing 
It was the worst thing ever. It took me three months to complete. It was that long for only a thousand dollars. I'm like, this is ridiculous, but it was an experience. So I went through a lot of like horrible stuff. I went through some, you know, crappy clients, like things happened and you know what? It was a learning process. And then, um, in July last year, I did not get hired full time for the bank jobs. So I'm kind of grateful that that happened because it led me to focus more on copy by Kristen and I got to dive in fully. I, I stopped applying for corporate communication jobs. I wasn't getting, I was getting the interviews, but I never got the job. And I'm thinking, there, is there something wrong with me? Like, I don't get it. Why am I not landing these jobs? These were like my dream corporate communication positions, right? And like PR firms and like media companies and things like that. I was like, um, there must be a reason why I'm not getting them. And I think now I understand the reason is because I'm, I'm doing much better now on my own and copy by Kristen was meant to happen. So that's like my journey of how I came to be. Yeah. That's such a great, that's such a great lesson for everybody out there too, because when you start to dive into what your skills and your, your talents really are and how you can leverage that for your own business. And I am just, I'm such a huge fan of everything you're doing. So I, um, I want to talk about biggest misconceptions because copywriting is a wily beast and we ideally in a perfect world are all really great at it, but then, you know, we need some help from amazing copywriters like you, Kristen. So tell us more about what are some of the biggest misconceptions around writing launch copy? Yeah. So there's two misconceptions that I've noticed. And like one of them is that people tend to write more about the features of their product and everything or their service rather than the benefits. Because at the end of the day, people do not care about your 24 seven boxer access or your one-on-one -on -one weekly calls or this and that. They just care about the transformation and how each of those features are going to benefit them in the end, because everybody's looking for the outcome, right? We're not looking for like everything weekly and the process. We're looking for the 10 K months. We're looking to make the, you know, 30 K launch. Like people are looking for what you can give them at the end. It's, it's like a very selfish thing, but you have to keep in mind that that's what people want and you have to give people what they want. Right. Cause that's like what sales is all about. Absolutely. You place, yeah. You can't place the focus just on your product or service because you know, at the end of the day, like there's so many, of the same products out there in the world, you know? And so what's the difference between them? You can have the same vacuum cleaner from like 10 different companies and it's the same product. It still does the job, but it's like, what separates it? Like how, what is your messaging and how does that, you know, affect your ideal client or whatever, just like as an example. And like the second one I would say is that, um, copywriters, like they, like people who hire copywriters expect us to, make magic. Like we can't completely sell the product for you. Like if your product can't sell itself, it's like really difficult. You know what I mean? Like if, if you don't have a solid offer, if you don't know who your ideal client is and you're very like unsure of all that stuff, good copy will not sell it. Uh, you know, it's like, it works both ways. If you don't have a good product or service, the copy won't, won't fix that at all. And it's, it's like sad because people think like we're going to fix it for them, but it's just not the case. That's such, that's such a great point. And thank you so much for bringing that out into the open here, because mm -hmm. I see it all the time with some of these things that are coming into the marketplace. I'm like, what problem is this actually solving besides yeah. lining your pockets 
or whoever, <laughs> I don't know who's going to buy this thing, <laughs> but you bring up such a great point. You have to really do your homework. So that actually just a, a smidgen uh, to add on to that topic, what would be the groundwork or what would be the homework that you would have someone do prior to saying, Hey, Kristen, write my sales page or write my, my launch copy market research. It all comes down to market research because if you're not giving people what they want, like I said, you're not gonna, it's not gonna fly. It just really won't. And I do this a lot with my clients. I'll really go in depth. I send them like a questionnaire. I'll get on the phone with them for like 90 minutes and we go really in depth with like who your ideal client is. What are their pain points? What are their challenges? You know, what do they want to hear? How do you want to make them feel when they're reading your copy? It's just things like that. And if you don't, if you can't answer that for me, then I can't really help you write the copy because you need to be so like clear on what you're doing. And if, if you're not, then you're going to end up being like really picky with your copywriter. And that's no fun on our end. It's not fun for you. So both sides have to completely understand what's going on. So that way we can produce what you're looking for. Yeah, that's such a, yeah, that's such a great point. And especially if you're a little bit newer to the space, you're a newer entrepreneur, or even if you're relaunching with a new ideal client in mind, I think that should be one of the first foundations that you should start building on is that market research. So moving on to storytelling and how this is such an amazing method to incorporate into your launch copy. Kristen, tell me about your theories about using storytelling. We know it's a good thing to do, but what's your, what's your take here? Yeah. So like when I, with clients, usually what I do is something called the BFD formula. And it was something that was created like years ago, right? So all copywriters will know what these formulas are. And uh, the BFD formula is essentially beliefs, feelings, and desires. And so this really ties in with storytelling. If you know your ideal client's beliefs about their current situation, what they believe to be true, if you know how they're currently feeling and how they want to feel, and if you know what their true desires are and what the outcome is, then it's so easy to write a story all around that, you know, because then you'll be relating to your ideal client and your story will resonate with them. So it's kind of like you're taking a blend of their story and their situation and you're kind of mixing it with your story and what happened with you and you're just like putting it together and making this like amazing copy that reads so well. And that's why people resonate with certain stories and they're like, Oh my gosh, like that sounds like me. This this happens a lot with fitness, fitness coaches, you know, they use this a lot Whether like I was in this bad situation or I was like trying to lose weight or I was trying all these yo-yo diets and stuff like that. And people can relate to that because a lot of people do the same thing, you know? So it's just like connecting both stories together and it just makes this like beautiful storyline and people love reading it because it's relatable. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think also too, we're wired just as humans to connect on that story level, right? Because that's how history was passed down before, like Mm -hmm. in the caveman times, caveman typing on laptop, (laughs) but more like, yeah, that's how it like makes those connections in our brain and say, Kristen knows what I am talking about. Let me actually, and then I think from there, the audience's ears are then kind of perked up a little bit and then they're more receptive to, okay, what's the solution that you're going to actually offer to me? So you're kind of getting into that, um, getting into that lesson. So speaking of lessons, what's one of the most impactful lessons that you've learned while you've been on your your writing journey here in your in your writing business 
Um, I have three that are, that I have in mind actually. Um, so number one is listening more. I've always been, this is weird because as a kid growing up, I was like the quiet one. So I was always the person listening to what's going on and observing. Then when I went into business, I kind of, for some reason thought the opposite and I wasn't listening as much to my ideal client, which was like the biggest problem. I'm like, why did I stop listening? And I was doing what I wanted to do rather than what they wanted to hear. You know, so a lot of what I learned is like market research is king. It's number one. If you don't do your market research, that's like the biggest part of business. And I think people should do it more often than they do. I hear people only do it like once a year. Sometimes I'm like, you should probably do it like even every month, just like, you know, get new questions in there, talk to new people in the space. Like if you don't do that, that's a problem. And then like, secondly, contracts is a huge thing that I learned about. I actually recently hired a lawyer to draft up a good contract for me. And now I feel so safe. I feel like my clients are safe. And that that's like a super important thing that people don't have in their business that I think you should just to keep yourself, you know, safe from uh, anything that happens. And then thirdly is building relationships is the most important. People are afraid of sales and I get it. it. Like it could be scary, but I used to work in retail. And the number one thing I learned even from back then is that in building relationships, you'll always like make the sale no matter what because people just grow to like you as a person. And once they figure out that they can, they'll, they'll get to know you and then they'll like you and they'll trust you. Eventually they'll buy from you. And that's proven to be true in my business. I've made friends and we've ended up working together. I talked to a girl for a few months and then I said, Hey, I have a thing that I'm doing and I need your help. And I know you're an expert at this. Can you help me? So I, we built that relationship and I trusted her to do it. So those are like the three main uh, lessons I've learned in business. So good. Kristen, all those lessons are super on point. And I know in some way, shape or form, everyone can relate to all three of those things. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Now, last and final question here, the never would I ever section of the show, the highly anticipated part of the show is when it comes to writing launch copy, Never would I ever write more than I have to. <laughs> oh, so good. Yes, exactly. People are like, why are we paying copywriters so much? But the reason is like, we, we write the copy so succinct, clear and concise that it takes like a lot of hard work to put your 10 paragraphs into just a few sentences. Like we actually take so much time writing less than more. And people think that the more you write, like the better it is, but actually it's like the total opposite. You think of people's attention spans, you know, they're all like goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) For me too. And I'm like, I get bored reading a lot of stuff, you know? Um, So I'll read through like my clients uh, drafts and what they have first. And I'm like, no, no, no we're going to make this into bullet points or we're going to break this copy up a little bit here, a little bit there, because you know, at the end of the day, it's like readability. It's like super, super important. And you can't forget that people don't have time to sit there and read a book. Okay. Like you're trying to get your point across, even with the long form sales pages I write, I try to make them super readable And there's a lot of white space going on. They're very short paragraphs. Most of the stuff I write is in bullet points because it's just that much easier to consume and digest information. And for a lot of the time, sales pages are about uh, high ticket. 
stuff, you know, and there's a lot going on with high ticket products and services. So it's like, if you can break that down easily, then it, your ideal client's going to love you and they're going to just buy it regardless. You know, yeah. so once they get down to that point, they're like, okay, here's my credit card. Let's do it kind of thing. Right. Yeah, and of course, of course, that's the goal. But I think also you hit on such a great topic, which is brevity is such an art form. I know mm-hmm. when I sit down to write just Instagram captions, for example, I'm I tend to write a lot, and it's it is such an art form to break it down and to be clear, concise in the shortest amount of sentences, shortest amount of words, even. So that is, that is definitely a skill. Kristen, this has been amazing. I love talking to you about launch copy. This is just, this is excellent. Now I know everybody wants to go and connect with you first and foremost. I absolutely want everyone to go connect with you on Instagram for sure. Kristen, what is your Instagram handle? So folks can go and follow you and uh, connect with you. Yeah. If you want to find me, it's at copy by Kristen, Kristen with a K. Yes. There it's all educational content around copywriting. I love educating people. So that's mostly what's there. And yeah, just want to learn all about launch copy. We have exciting things coming up for the month of June. So I want to make sure. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. Excellent. And then also talk about what you are going to be actually what you are currently offering to your email list. Yes, it's called the Rocket Launch Copy Workbook Sales Page Edition. Um, as somebody who loves writing sales pages, I was like, you know what? I got to create something for my coaches who maybe don't want to hire a copywriter yet, but they want to write it themselves. So it helps you structure your sales page properly. It teaches you how to do that. And my favorite copywriting tips that will help you do that. So amazing. Yes, everybody go uh, follow Kristen first and then go and grab that for sure. I highly recommend working with Kristen because guess what? I've worked with Kristen. So you got the stamp of approval over here, girl. So Kristen, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. This has been lovely. I will, I will talk to you very soon. Yes. Thank you so much, Elena. It's been amazing. Thanks so much for listening to the Side Gig Central podcast. You can dive into the show notes for this episode and for all past episodes at SideGeekCentral.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon. And by the way, keep up that side hustle because it looks good on you.